Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. So we're going to start here, Jake, but I usually do the lead in. So today I'm just let you do it. All right. So you can do your options are hot and heavy football. You can go off subject. You can promote our sponsor, whatever you want. It's all yours. Go ahead. Good morning. No, I can't say good morning. Right. (laughs) ready? Because I don't know when he's going to play it. Three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to the award winning Jordan and Jake podcast. You know, if I'm opening, we're going to say the Jake and Jordan podcast. How about that? Because I'm tired of playing second fiddle. So that's the type of attitude I have today going into this podcast because we got off the schneid. We had a four-game losing streak. We went to Atlanta, not not really one of our most favorite teams in the world. We got off the schneid on Halloween Day. We got back to winning, and we ran the ball 46 times. Or was it 47? Either way. It's an offensive lineman's dream and a defensive player's dream. And we got the win, Jordan Gross. How do you like that? That's pretty good. And it can be the Jake and Jordan podcast if you'd like, because I'll I'll just sit here and listen to you. But while you were saying that, I actually am Googling got off the schneid. So I didn't even know. I've yes. never even heard that. And it says yeah, it's, must- it means to break a scoreless, hitless, or winless streak. Hey. Uh, it comes to baseball from gin. It's a gin rummy term. There you listen. go. You stick around me, you're going to learn some things. And I was a little salty to start this morning, and I think it's because it's 50 degrees here, cloudy with a north wind. That is freezing weather in South Louisiana, and I'm a little chilly right now, Jordan. So maybe that's why I had a little, I don't know, I just had a little something Uh, with me today. Well, I threw you a curveball with the lead-in. Before we get to Panthers, I know what you're going to be doing tomorrow, November 5th. You're going to be on the internet booking your tickets for Kenny Chesney, who's coming to uh, Charlotte April 30th to play at Bank of America Stadium, April 30th, 2022. True or false? Well, it might be true now that you told me. I didn't even realize. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm not realizing. So but you've got history if, with if, Kenny Chesney. Right. Correct. You know, you've been to a number of shows before. Is that correct? Yes, I have. And uh, yeah. being he's a huge football fan, and I was a huge fan of his, and was lucky enough to meet him multiple times and really good guy puts on a great concert ton of energy uh crowd really has a a fun time but i'm glad you told me i need to see if he's coming anywhere close to south louisiana at that time i bet he would be april 30th that is draft weekend if i had to guess that's right around draft time so you just i try to get us off football and every time you figure out a way to bring it right back to your favorite sport are you for for a kenny chesney concert are you front row pit guy? Do you like to have seats like maybe first or second row up on the sides? So you don't have to stand as much. What's your uh, concert mentality? I, I was very lucky. I, I've seen Kenny uh, multiple times, and I've been in like the pit on the side of the stage, and that is a great deal of fun. Um, just a lot of fun. And then also, we when they played at uh, University of South Carolina Stadium in Columbia – we were on the stage. It was a big old stage, outdoor arena, but we were on the side um, with the curtain behind the curtains, and that was a great deal of fun, also. And so, I, um, yeah, I've ha- I've been lucky enough to have some uh, exciting times. 
uh, at some Chesney concerts. And you know what's even more exciting about this? I'm going to bring it back to football. Good. One of the times was the 2008 draft that we saw him in concert in Columbia, South Carolina. And on the way to the concert, I'm following the draft. We drafted Jonathan Stewart. And also, we came back into the first round to draft Jeff Ota, two first round mm. picks. So the one two I was punch. Pretty fired up. That's the one two punch. That's pretty fired you were, up. Uh, Google research also told me that you are correct. That is the 2022 NFL draft. So, producer Matt, who I know is diligently listening and editing as we go, let's go ahead and book some kind of a Jordan and Jake draft special at Bank of America Stadium that weekend. And, Jake, we'll just cap it off with a concert. How's that sound? That sounds like music to my ears. No oh, nice. How about Ooh, that? No pun. In- yes. You intended the pun. You intended the well, pun. Yeah, I guess. Right there. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yep. Way to go. All right. The Panthers did win, Jake. And I was sitting in my house watching this thing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels excellent watching these guys play. I, just, I mean, running the ball and the, the hard hits, and obviously it wasn't good getting Sam knocked you know, out of the game at the end, but just, just take it and run Jake. Everything you saw being there in person. Jordan, I just think, um, I thought the substitution pattern of our backs, I think it just seemed like we had a different energy about ourselves, And I think I saw it more so from the booth um, and the TV copy wouldn't show it because watching the backs coming on and off the field, just a pep in their step. I saw Chuber Hubbard at one time, like wave off. He didn't want to come out the game. Um, just, I, you just felt something different. And, and I think, you know, when a team imposes their will as an offensive line likes to do, and they can impose their will against a defensive line and the defense has a pretty good idea, they're going to run it and they can't stop it. There's just something about that. And I think you saw that. And I think the team just kind of really fed to that and watching the defense, the energy that they played with, which one, I think was because they were on the sideline, but two. Having Shaq Thompson back was, to me, the the brand-new light. It was just like we, we were shining on defense, just watching him back out there. Spoke to him briefly before the game, and he just had a look about him. And then Stephon Gilmore. I was waiting for him to play. They spot played him very little in the first half. But in sure enough, when it was truly the time that we definitely needed him is when he played the most, and he comes up with the uh, – in essence, the monster play of the game to truly put the uh, proverbial nail in the coffin. I thought it said a lot, the the matchups that they put Gilmore in, though, right off the bat. The best playmaker on the on the Falcons was one-on-one. Gilmore had him that responsibility the whole time. So, I, I yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing him out there. You're right, Jake, the Shaq reemergence. It's just different, different group when he's in there. Um, leadership, playmaking. It's he's really you know, he was in the shadow of Luke and T D for so many years that there was such great play at the linebacker position. Like maybe we just got used to seeing it. But now that those guys are gone, obviously it's been a couple of years since Shaq shows up on the field, the speed, the anticipation, all those things, man, it really stands out. I I like I want to talk about running the ball. Um, I don't think that we're gonna be able to run the ball forty seven times every single game, Jake. I would love it if we did. Do you remember the game though? It made me think about um the time we went to Atlanta and Dan Hanning was our coordinator, were you you might have been injured. 
And I he was said, men, yes. Yeah. He said, we're going to, he said this in the meeting during the week and I didn't believe him. Dan Henning, though, old school coordinator from, you know, his career started what Jake in the seventies, maybe in the NFL. I yeah. mean, it was early. Yes. He said, men, we're going to run the ball until we score a touchdown. And I was like, yeah, right. And then I asked him what, later in the week, is this real? He's like, yep, that's what we're going to do. And we didn't pass it until we scored and we didn't score till like the second midway through the second quarter or something. It was unbelievable. Well, so I had a broken thumb and I wasn't going right. to be able to play. Chris Winkie um, was playing and then Brett Bazinet, a little football history for you, Jordan. So yeah. Brett Bazinet was our practice squad qu- quarterback. And where did Brett go to college? Do you remember? Oh, man. I don't. Smart. I'm sorry. Smart school, Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, Northwestern. So oh, yeah, Northwestern, Northwestern. That's right. So Northwestern is also known. Their mascot is the Wildcats. So yeah. we had a Wildcat package, and Winky had a little rib issue that was bothering him most of the week. So we knew we weren't going to throw it much, but you kind of hush hush. You don't want to say too much. So we put in this Wildcat package with Deshaun Foster. And D'Angelo Williams, but and Brett Bazinet would come in because Brett was pretty athletic. That's where the that's Wildcat right. came in from, and that's where we ran it. I think we ran it fifty-two times that game. We had like three we passes did. or something like that. I think we awesome. did throw a touchdown pass to Jeff King, but they couldn't stop it. We would run forty-five base, we'd run weak side counter, and yep. it was just Atlanta knew we were running it. And I'm on the sideline being a cheerleader, and John Fox, the happiest I've ever seen him because we didn't throw the football. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just ran it and uh i don't care imagine how you guys felt well i don't care well the the frustrating thing was it was late in the year and so there was not like we were reinventing our offense for a playoff run but the the best thing about when you can run the ball and like that's an outlier obviously but last game at atlanta the panthers is a perfect example you just as a play like joe brady had to have been as happy as john fox was that game that you just discussed because to be able to run the ball man and get even get four yards on first down or on second second and seven run the ball and make it third and three like that is just such a relief to the play caller to the quarterback like you said jake to the defense when you can keep those drives going man and it just looked like such a bet the team it looked like we looked like such a better team and the o-line responded accordingly where when you're running the ball a bunch jake your belief in yourself skyrockets like even if you're passing the ball down the field and just slicing the defense up passing pass blocking for an o-line line is just such a uh, like as passive i mean it's a there's aggression in pass protection but really you're they're taking the fight to you you know you're just kind of holding off the charge but when you're getting able to run the ball man the attitude changes and what you saw was like our d our o-line was picking up guys off the pile or like you know pushing the falcons out of the way to pick up their running backs and had they were downfield more just the swagger looked a lot just like so different jake so is that the formula that you think we're gonna try to see coming back and then christian mccaffrey who's pretty limited in practice on wednesday he'll practice again today but they're easing him back in does he like i mean this is weird to say jake but does he maybe mess up the good thing that's going when he does come back with trying to figure christian in there is this party by or running back by committee with chuba and abdullah and, and freeman is that are we kind of finding what works there's a lot to to digest that. well yeah listen i look i'd love to see christian this weekend um i'm anxious to see where that goes i know he was activated from ir 
would I love him out there? Absolutely. Will, will we see him? I really don't know. I don't know if we'll see Sam. He was, in Matt Rule's words, extremely limited on Wednesday. I kind of take that as... Uh, I'm not so sure he's going to be there. So, but this is my thing with the whole Christian. If he, when he's able to come back, we know how dynamic and how much better he makes us. But wouldn't it be great to be able to have someone kind of spell him every now and then? But not only that, there was a third down in the game in the fourth quarter, a crucial third down on the, I think the 16 play drive, because we had a 15 play drive and a 16 play drive back to back. And there was a third down and we had three receivers to one side, a tight end to the other with our back offset to the tight end side. The back was Amir Abdullah, shifty guy. That's a returner. Well, sure enough, we look to the side of the tight end and the running back and Ian Thomas takes out the safety and it's one-on-one with Amir Abdullah with Deion Jones, the linebacker from Atlanta, who is a speed demon, great linebacker. And Abdullah beat him on the one-on-one route, basically a choice route or an option. And that was very Christian McCaffrey-like, which I have not seen anybody else do for us in our offense. Sam went to him, huge first down pickup. I'm hopeful we can maybe incorporate these two at some point because we do have some weapons. I think you'll open it up more for our receivers. But incorporate that is that you're going to get a a linebacker or possibly two linebackers trying to cover Christian and Abdullah. Good luck with that. Or a nickel trying to cover Christian or a safety. Good luck with that. So I think that's going to help us, Jordan. I really believe that. I truly believe it will help us. I think it will make everybody kind of like the Shaq deal last week. I think you'll raise the level of play of the offense um, because, hey, we haven't lost a game with Christian in there as a starter. So I'm looking forward to it. Would I like for it to be this weekend? Yes. Do I think? I don't know. I'm hopeful, but I'm not sure. And I think I'm more excited to see what Bill Belichick is going to do because he's always game plan specific. He's going to have a different game plan week in and week out. I watched the Gilmore uh, press conference from Wednesday about talking about the Patriots. He is so trained, Gilmore is, on the Bill Belichick media answers with everything. It was awesome, Jake. He's like, are you excited? Is this extra fire in you to play your old team? And Gilmore's like, I'm just looking forward to playing whoever is in front of us. They're a great opponent, blah, blah, blah. How's your body feel? Do you feel like you're getting back to where you want to be? Every day I compete to just get better. I'm looking forward to playing this game against a great opponent. It was awesome, man. I was like, God, they get those guys so trained up. But it's I, I'm Gilmore, it's neat how this is working out with a, an interception last game. And obviously it's got to mean a lot to him. But I thought it was great what he said about Joe Person or one of the one of the beat writers asked him if there's a lot that he could share with the offense and Joe Brady about the defense that the Patriots run. He's like, well, man, I don't know anything they're going to do. I could tell you about some personnel, but we just got to go out and play the game. And that's so true. You and I have talked about that before, about trying to get information from guys that were at other places and learn about it. It's so different from year to year, but it's it's very it's going to be neat to watch him in this game. And, man, how beautiful would it be? I know now that he's back home uh, for Stefan to have – a big game this week and kind of add to what he did last time. But I'm, I'm with you, Jake, the, the Patriots with Mac Jones. I mean, he's, he's leading all the, uh, the rookies and pass yards and completions and percentage and TD passes. And he looks to be the real deal at this point. It's interesting to see how his relationship with Belichick will go. But, but like you said, Jake, what's Belichick going to do? And he's in such a new phase of his life. 
having a four and four team and, and a, just a whole different feel to the Patriots, different as an opponent, you just feel different about the Patriots coming in. So what are you looking for in this game? Well, listen, going into and just doing a little bit of study for this week, they were playing almost 70% man to man going into the Charger game last week. And so sure enough, what does Belichick do? They went like 19% man to man in the rest zone. So completely changed up what they did. The Chargers even said it after we were anticipating man to man. We didn't get any of that. So what is he going to do this week? Um, And I think he's going to have to tinker with if it's Sam Darnold or if it's P.J. Walker, because that's a different dynamic in itself. Um, But Belichick, you would think teams have had success against us, in essence, just kind of getting home or getting to the quarterback rushing four guys. Um, And they can rush the passer. Matthew Judon can really rush the passer. Barmore, the rookie from Alabama, is really starting to play well. So I would anticipate them playing a ton of zone against us with eyes to the quarterback and trying to get after us with four. Uh, And that's the thing. And the thing with Mac Jones, um, he's just – it's almost like a robot back there. He is – they're giving him – Uh, a multitude of things to do at the line of scrimmage. He's handling it with no problem whatsoever, taking care of the football. They want to try to run it. I think they'll try to run it on us, um, run directly at us, to be quite honest. So um, anxious to see what they do defensively, but I'm more anxious to see what we do offensive because it seems like, hey, PJ, it might be him this week and our receivers, we're we're leading the league in drop passes. So, uh, So now we're starting to play all these running backs. I mean, is PJ more of a running back this week and do we really try to shorten the game uh that could be something that could be uh maybe a kind of work in our favor this week or the way our defense was fresh last week and how they played um so it's going to be exciting jordan four and four both teams are four and four and see who can be five and four coming out of it did you think the same thing i did when pj came in in the low red zone there and we he rolled right and you're like oh my gosh don't do it don't do it and then he <laughs> threw back across like I even know in that like that's pick city man down there in the end zone with I yelled out loud no <laughs> I think that's exactly what you don't want to do coming off the bench and he referenced that this week t- talking about trying to do too much but I think you nailed it Jake so I I asked you a question but I'm going to keep going and then then it's all yours but let's have him be a running back man like a boring style of offense this week with just safe stuff We've got some momentum going, and the quarterback does not need to be the hero, just like we saw last week with Sam. So what would you think when P.J. came in, and then if he is the guy, like what, what, how, what would you do if you were Joe Brady? Well, I think on that particular play, because we uh, the Atlanta press box is kind of in that end zone. It's on like the 10-yard line, and so we're right catty corner in that end zone. So I'm watching it unfold, and I think I grabbed Mick Mixon's right shoulder because he's sitting on the left of me. I think I grabbed it, and I'm squeezing like and 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 <laughs> trying not to say, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" Because you could see him looking back, and then the ball gets tipped up in the air, and it's like in slow motion, just oh, just please hit the ground. And I just kind of shake my head, and I look directly to the sideline, and you can see Matt Rule giving PJ an earful, and I think that's their relationship. I think PJ even alluded to that that hey he yelled at me I yelled at him but I was on to the next play I knew I shouldn't have done it you know so I was just like you've got to be kidding me um and then I said the old phrase that bringing up Dan Henning once again he told me my first year in Carolina I think after my second or third game I tried to do something like that roll right and throw back left and he said he who rolls right and throws back left 
will sit his beep on the bench next to me ah. if he continues to do that. So, I, uh, I, you know, as a quarterback, sometimes your eyes get big, you get locked in, you think you can make that throw, and it's like, don't do it because these animals on the other side, they're going to converge on the ball extremely quick. But what is Joe going to do? Great question. Um, yes, if the run game is working, I think we stick with it as much as possible and take shots uh, when shots are there. You know, I uh, that's kind of what I believe. I, I still think we have an advantage uh, with DJ Moore against any of their cornerbacks. And uh, and you, you never know. I, I truly believe at one point we're going to hit Robbie on something down the field, uh, use his speed. So hopefully uh, we can find that. But, Jordan, one thing I want to bring up, and, and I don't and may I can't remember if I brought it up last week. I just find our two tight ends are blocking extremely well. Ian Thomas is really blocking well, and so is Tommy Trimble. I just think that helps an offensive line tremendously, and I don't know if that's something you've noticed or not, but it just seems like our tight ends have really stepped up their game, especially uh, in the blocking. Yeah, very consistent, Jake. Uh, that's well, that's one of the things that made Greg Olson so valuable, that he was able to be point of attack when we would run power or we'd run toss, or he'd be able to come out of the backfield and lead up on 45 base like you were just talking about way back when we ran Wildcat. But your tight end, can get more involved in the passing game the more that they're able to stay on the field, right? So what will happen is defenses will start losing track of them because they're used to seeing them there in the run game and things like that. So I wouldn't be – so, yes, they are blocking very well, and which is just a godsend to the turmoil that we've had in the offensive line. So if you can have some consistency out of those tight ends, that's great. But what I would think would happen as this season goes on, they're going to become an even bigger part of the passing game because they are on the field more. So now we can run more play-action stuff. We can sneak them out on some leak routes or we can have them uh, peel back to seal a backside edge on one running play, then the next play slip out into the flat. Like That's what was happening in the Giants game two weeks ago, Jake, is – we were the the Giants were doing a lot of hard play action left, tight end engaged the defensive end on the right, and then leak out into the flat as Daniel Jones rolled out and and threw it to him. So tight ends have been very impressive, especially with the Arnold trade early and like a lot of you know oh what are we doing? Yeah, I agree. They've done a nice job, Jake. Uh, okay, yeah, so now so you're, you're that. Go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. Well, so you get we're about out of time here. So I just want to see, do you think I got to ask this? It's, it's irrelevant to the outcome of this game. Do you think Bill Belichick is happy for Tom or pissed that he's not on their team still? Jordan, that might be the <laughs> you know what? I, I think last year he was pissed. I think this year having Mac Jones knowing this is a rookie, I have him for five years on a rookie contract. I am going to load this team up because that's that gives a team the greatest, uh, I guess, financial flexibility to load up the roster with good football players because you're not having to pay a quarterback extreme money. So I think last year pissed, this year happy. All right, good. Well, I hope that he's pissed after the game this weekend. And did you know that we're in the we're in the wild card? We're the we're the final wild card seat. If the season was over now, we'd be in the playoffs, Jake, at four and four. So despite the slump, what was it? We the fact that we got off the what is it? Schneid. Got off the that we got off the Schneid and we're still in the playoffs, Jake. And at halftime of this game, we'll be halfway through the yes. season. So and yeah, don't, how crazy it, is that? So and, uh, and you gotta set your clock back. This weekend, too, I think, right? So don't forget. That's I think right. that's right. 
get an extra hour of sleep on Saturday night to be geared up to uh, call right. a great game on Sunday. All right, man. We'll have fun. We'll talk. You get after this. You get a couple weeks off, man. So uh, I do. I do. Play so your heart hopefully out. Hopefully we can play uh, your heart out. I'm a I'm a play my heart out, and hopefully we can be uh, five and four after this week. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Wow, <laughs> wow,